0: Hi, and welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That's Sean Sides. And that's Tom Sides. Welcome to the show, guys. This is our podcast. Sean, we're finally doing it, buddy. Yeah, man. It's really exciting. I'm excited
1: to be here talking with you. That's for damn sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, like, so let's break it down. Like, this is what the podcast is. So Sean and I are cousins from separate ends of Canada, but we like we never knew each other growing up. We've had like minimal hangout time. Like, I think you can count the times we've hung out, maybe two hands yeah maybe it's just a good way for us to get to know each other kind of develop our family uh, uh, strength and just you know find out who we are you get one side of the story and get the other side of the story
1: exactly two different branches of the same tree
0: like, I remember like like I always knew like, I had an uncle Steve but then like years go by and then I don't know I just never questioned because I never met the person and then I knew I had cousins. I knew we had kids and like I think at one point I knew your names, but then like life just passes you by and then here we are now where not only do we know each other, we have a podcast together and I think that's brilliant.
1: For sure. And it's such a like great way to connect and for us to like get to know one another and you know see what things we have in common and what things we don't have in common
0: yeah it's a great way to get to know each other on that level i mean you, you go back to our, our first real encounter i mean you added me on facebook and we conversed a little bit but then it, w- it wasn't until like i moved out to edmonton and we saw star wars first Aw- force awakens together i mean yeah. that's a probably a decent way to get to know someone like on a like you like star wars i fucking love star wars well this is a new movie coming out
1: <laughs>
0: let's go to let's go see star
1: wars Yeah, it was definitely a great starting point. Like not only to begin our actual physical relationship of knowing one another, but to also begin our nerd relationship. And, you know, that's one of the things that ties us together really easily is that we both are fanboys of a lot of different popular things going on right now and that have gone on in the past. And it gives us a lot to talk about in the interim while we get to know each other ultimately.
0: Oh, for sure. Like our nerdum is, it's heavy and alive. It's
1: oh yeah, we're like filled up almost just underneath the nose up to nerd. You know what I mean? There's <laughs> a little bit of other stuff mixed in at the top there, but yeah, there's there's a lot of nerd there, which is good.
0: I'm almost jealous and a little bit relieved that I don't have this, but you have your own Star Trek uniform, and I I gotta say, like your level of nerdum impresses me. One thing I wanted to ask is, do you have Spock ears? Do you have those Vulcan ears that go with it?
1: I do, but they're like plastic and they just don't like mesh well with my skin tone. Being (laughs) like an opale white, I I need like a little bit lighter of a color, you know? Yeah. But I see it too. Like I don't necessarily, when I'm wearing the uniform, I'm not necessarily Spock. I'm more so like my own second officer.
0: That's beautiful. Any second officer, any medical officer that's on deck... Yeah, that's perfect. pretty much
1: science officer in general. That's decent, man.
0: I yeah. I always toyed around. Like I I I won't lie. Like I've looked at like um like the uniforms from First Contact a lot. Like I always yeah, thought those, that those were the best. Th- those were the best ones. And you hear sure. stories from like when TNG first started, the the way that those uniforms work, at least for the actors. They would it was so hot and just absorb so much sweat <laughs> and it would smell. And yeah, they were saying wear. it was like torture. Yeah, and it wasn't until like season three that they were like, all right, we splurged. We all got new uniforms and it's a better <laughs> material and we can actually wash this one, so it's fine.
1: That must have been a great day on set when like the smell subsided and everyone was just comfortable again.
0: Yeah, I think it was great to be like Deanna Troy who didn't necessarily have a uniform. I think there was like eight or nine episodes where she actually wore the teal.
1: Yeah. Well, she got called out at one point by Jericho. Oh, really? Yeah. He was like, that is not appropriate attire for the bridge officer. And then she kind of like wore the uniform a bit more after that.
0: Oh, there you go. Like it's been a while. It's been a while since I've seen TNG, but I think I'm due for another watching my yearly watching of TNG. Maybe I'll even never hurts. That's for sure. Yeah. Maybe I'll even include season two. I tend to skip it because I hate the doctor so much.
1: It was funny, like uh, speaking back to the uniform when I got it. I didn't like know I was getting it, which is crazy. Uh Kieran, one of my best buddies, he got one, bought himself one to go to Comic Con, and I was just gonna be the guy wearing like a Star Trek t shirt going with him. And my mm-hmm. fiance surprised me with the uniform the day of the con, like without knowing proper sizes or anything, and it like fit like a glove. So
0: oh that's perfect. It was pretty sick. Where do you get one? Did you get it from like the Star Trek store?
1: No, it's from like a, a actual seamstress in the U.S. in California. Oh shit! And she does like professional, like it's a legit exact replica of the original series uniform, the Valuer. That's awesome. I actually went to Comic Con and uh, there's a Star Trek Continues show. I don't know if you ever heard of that. It's on uh, on YouTube. But anyways, they the guy, the main actor who plays Kirk in it, it's like the story continues for their five year mission, whereas mm-hmm. in the original series that it ended. But anyways, I met the, we met the actor who uh, played Kirk, and he he called out exactly where we got the uniforms from.
0: So when you say the actor that played Kirk, are you talking about William Shatner? Or are you talking about like another? No, actor the, not did...
1: William Shatner. I don't actually know the actor's name off the top of my head, but he was in Star Trek. Continues. It was like, so it was a, just like a, a YouTube, YouTube series.
0: series, fanboy series that yeah. continues their five year mission.
1: Yeah, exactly. Super nice guy. I like it was really nice meeting him, but I just loved that he was like, "Hey, did you get your uniform in uh, San Diego from such and such?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, we did." Like, crazy.
0: It's so unfortunate that she's not located in San Francisco or actual Starfleet bases.
1: No kidding, hey, like, yeah. come on, move, come on, come on.
0: And they also had that old like I always wanted to go to the place that they used to have in Nevada, which was like, what was it called? It was like the Star Trek experience. So you can go in and then you can go on the bridge and then be attacked by the Borg. And then they had like the, yeah. their own. uh, What was it? Wasn't was that it? directly in Vegas? Yeah, I think that was in Vegas.
1: Yeah. And then yeah, just, that would have you know, been sick to go to.
0: Yeah. But it only lasted a few years. Like, I remember seeing like the commercial. Ironically, we're talking about his first contact. Like, it was just like, you come to the Star Wars uh, experience in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I was like eight years old going like, I need to go to there. And lo and yeah. behold, it's not around anymore.
1: Do you remember back when like nerd was almost a derogatory comment and now it's like a, a point of pride?
0: I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like my, my, my understanding of the term nerd when I was a kid though, was like, I, I don't know, like those the, the kid with the glasses and the pocket protector and like, for sure. Yeah. And then like, it kind of grew into like, I do think they were a little bit more accepting of just like what people enjoy no, for sure
1: yeah. i think that people like kind of opened up to it a little bit like with the help of the marvel movies and that kind of stuff people were like wait a second nerds are into some pretty damn cool ass shit maybe we should all be into it a little bit
0: oh yeah it's 100 percent dipping into the mainstream especially now like with the star trek movies that came out with chris pine and uh carl urban like those movies probably took star trek into a decent mainstream and it's definitely it's fortuitous that we're talking about star trek because this week was first contact day, and we got some big Star Trek announcements this week.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of exciting trailers coming out. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, so we got the Star Trek Discovery season four trailer. Um, first off, I'm loving the new uniforms. Like they're kind of get like they're leaning into it. I'll be Definitely. honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I haven't finished season three yet. No. No. I'm what gonna, a
1: treat. Yeah. I wish that I could say that so that I could watch it again for the first time.
0: Yeah. Although like seasons one and two were unbelievable. And then the use of Spock and uh, Pike were just unreal.
1: Oh, I like the actor that played Pike there. He just did such an amazing job. And like, you really feel the like high class part of Starfleet. You know what I mean? Like the what the, it symbolizes the idea behind, you know, doing better and being better and, you yeah. know, just being a, an explorer and stuff. He really nailed that.
0: Yeah. It's like what Picard says the we we don't get paid we work to better ourselves and you really get that point and it's nice for sure like it's just excitement and i think star trek's coming back in a big way with like star trek discovery has been amazing (laughs) quentin tarantino wrote his own star trek script and i kind of want to see that at some point yeah where like can you just imagine like a very gory and heavily (laughs) explicit version of star trek
1: yeah. It goes back and forth like with whether or not they're ever going to release that movie, but it sure would be nice to like see it or at least be able to read the script because you got to imagine like if he's going kill bill level, like I'd love to know when the story took place and how it went down and who they're facing out. Cause clearly there's going to be a battle. I'd like to see Quentin Tarantino do a Borg versus like Klingons. That would just be all out war between like leave Starfleet out of it and just show us like a different story.
0: See, I I remember, and um, I keep I keep bringing it back to First Contact. is one of my favorite all time movies, but there's a scene where like the um, the Borg have adapted and they can't like they've with the keep withstanding the lasers. But then Worf comes out of nowhere with a Klingon blade and just starts slicing them up, and yeah. it just made me think for like the longest time it was like if there was a people to destroy the Borg. It was just it would just be uh an army of Klingons with a bat lift and just going nuts.
1: For sure. And they say like many times in many different series. Yes, Klingons have uh phasers on their hip, but they much prefer the bat lift. So how much fun would that be, right?
0: But it's such an inconvenient weapon, but you just watch, when you watch Worf use it, you're just like, This is a badass thing.
1: Yeah, for sure. Multiple kill points. I yeah. respect that weapon. And, <laughs> And speaking of
0: that, we also got a teaser trailer for the season two of Picard, and I'm, I'm excited. They're hinting sure. back at Q coming back, John Delancey re- reprising the role of Q. How do you feel about that? I know you're a fan.
1: I'm really excited about it. Um, you know, it was the baseline story for Next Generation. Obviously, it was episodic, so they went all, like, in every different direction. But the very first episode featured Q and the very last episode featured Q. And they didn't have them, like, make any appearances in the movies. So it's nice to, like, come full circle back to Q where the show kind of began and where it ended. You know, and it's a nice tribute to the original show.
0: Now, here's a question for you. Do you think that they're going to use the Marvel technology of just making the person look young again? So, like, because he's a god, right? So technically, yeah. he shouldn't have aged at all. Right. You think they're going to do something like that and just have John Delancey do the voice and do like the stand in and all with the green, like polka dot suit and then just make him all young again? Yeah. Or do you think that he's just going to age and just be like, I wanted to know what it's like to be human. So I aged myself, Picard, just like, yeah,
1: well, I think that either that, or they'll have some kind of an explanation, like something's happened to the Q continuum, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or something's going on, like there might be a storyline behind, behind why, like something's sucking power out of them, or, you know what I mean? It could be any direction like that.
0: Because that was his big thing with humanity, right? It was like, he was more of a study of them. Not, yeah, just it was like, a test, yeah, just to see if they were worthy, but also at the same time, like he was curious of them and he kind of wanted to become one at yeah. some point, so he would, he would constantly test them, but yeah. just not to
1: see what they would do for sure. There was some weird stuff like that went on when the Voyager series with Q2, where it showed like a little more in depth with stuff like that, and it was all over the place in that one. Yeah. He appeared in Deep Space Nine as well for an yeah. episode, but it was nothing too.
0: I, I like that he just fell in love sure. with Janeway and Voyager, just like, like that Pepe they, Le Pew style. Like they had thing. a kid together. What? Yeah. Like in real life or? No, like oh on no, in the episode.
1: A cue. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's you, man. It's been so long since I've seen this. So like, I was like, <laughs> Did those actors actually get together.
1: Like, <laughs> you know, it's always weird when you hear things like that. Yeah, I never realized, like, as a kid watching some of them, and then you find out later that they were, you know.
0: Yeah, more common than you think, too.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it makes sense. Like, people who work together get together sometimes. It's just the way it goes, right? Yeah. Uh, One thing I'm excited for, like, we haven't really talked about this, but uh, Whoopi Goldberg. She's She's reprising her role as Guinan and the Q Continuum and Guinan's people. They had, like, some kind of battle there. Like, I don't know if you remember the episode where she, like, throws her hands up and kind of, like, makes a cat sound at him. Yeah. So there's something there. Like, when I heard that she was in it, I was excited. And then I heard they were bringing John Delancey in, and I was like, oh, man, it's going to get real. Like, we're going to get some backstory there, I bet, of what happened.
0: Do you think that she's uh, retired? or Because, like, her people don't really age either. So do you think she's still running a version of 10 Forward somewhere? Or is she on, like, like Riker's ship?
1: One would hope, right? Like, yeah. I don't know if she, like, it, it'll be interesting to see. I'd like to see that she partnered up with Quark, but yeah. you know, that's just a whole other thing. And you know, they are like in the trailer, like it was a teaser trailer. So we didn't get a whole lot out of it, Yeah. but there's a broken tablet sitting on a table that had to do with deep space nine. Oh really? Yes. And so I'm really curious to see, because there was gods called the prophets in deep space nine. I know you're not overly familiar with deep space nine, mm-hmm. but the prophets were like pretty, I would say equal level to the Q, or possibly even more power- powerful than the Q, but weren't as like out there weren't as interactive as what Q was. So the fact that the trailer was really short, but it showed like a tablet of the prophets and the Pa Wraith that was destroyed by captain Cisco and yes. super excited. Like a lot of the fan base, because we might see like, Captain Cisco returning in, in a sense as a profit or I don't know. I'm, I'm talking a lot of like heavy line stuff right now, just yeah. based on one little tablet on the table, but
0: well, you wouldn't be out of line and thinking that because that's what Picard's been kind of doing. Like they've been, well, they've already brought in seven of nine from Voyager. They've already, yeah. uh, like, like they're open up doors to create like uh, uniting the main universes from the nineties. For and sure. That would be pretty sweet to see. And then like, like, I'm not sure if you watch the lower decks, the animated series. Yeah, Super that was hilarious. awesome. But they make reference to like the Janeway protocol or the Janeway maneuver and the Picard, uh, Picard protocol. Like there's all this like little stuff. The
1: most important man in Starfleet was Miles O'Brien from Deep Space yeah. Nine, which is like, okay, like tell us like why? How did that come to be? Yeah. What do you mean he's the most important man in Starfleet? Like we already yeah. liked him, but yeah. obviously something happened at some point. That led to that, you know, and that's right. exciting.
0: He was a huge deal on the Enterprise, too, before he went yeah. over to Deep Space Nine.
1: For sure. He's one of the guys like Worf who carried from series to series, right?
0: Yeah. And, like, I remember when I was a kid, like, it, when I saw him in Die Hard, too, like, flying, being one of the pilots. I'm like,
1: Chief O'Brien. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> He just has one of those voices that kind of brings you in. Did you ever see the movie Get Him to the Greek?
0: Of course, where he plays Aldous uh, Snow's father. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of that the best lines good. in the movie. Yeah. yeah. You're not afraid of Jeffrey, you know, it's uh, Jeffrey's just a mate from down the road. It's just
1: <laughs> Yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah. He's one of those great. actors Colm Meany that I just you feel connected to him cuz you've watched him your whole life.
0: Yeah. Now I know you, you you've uh, been a big con guy do you ever get to meet him? I know we're going to get to it in a second because I know you met John Delancey and I can't wait to hear like, what I was like. Do you ever get to meet him or who are the big Star Trek guys that you get to meet?
1: Well, I've met ultimately nothing too crazy, you know, just like, you know, William Shatner. I don't know if you've oh. heard of him. He was like, you know, the original captain, like a, you know, pretty big deal, you know, no big deal. Yeah. yeah I got to meet him and I got to meet John Delancey and I got to meet, um, John a blank right now, data. Oh, data lore. Spiner. Brent Spiner, thank you very much. Yeah, nice. yeah. No, it was pretty cool. I haven't met uh, too many others in that, unfortunately. Deanna Troy, I met in person, didn't get a photo with her. Oh yeah, Marina cool. Circus. Yeah, Marina service. Yeah, yeah.
0: So like, you have like, do you get any insights to how these guys were like? How were they with you when you met them? Like, did they give you the time so, of
1: day, or is it like a quick? Brent Spiner, like, I went up to Brent Spiner. I remember this specifically, and I was like more nervous than I expected when I went up and was like standing in front of him. And I was like, I don't know what happened because I'm not an introverted person, but I got up there and was like, Hey, hi, hello. (laughs) And then I just fucking panicked and walked away and he started talking to me. He was like, Hey, like, don't like, cause they're trying to coach me, like, I had some kind of mental problem. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like he felt like that just based on my reaction and how, like, yeah. I got, I probably was like visibly sweaty. And then I walked away and my con partner was like, dude, he's trying to talk to you. And I was like, no, just keep walking, just keep walking. And so I never, like, we had the photo and you get, like, when you go in for a photo with a celeb. It's like really quick, right? You don't yeah. get a lot of time with them. It's just like you, you go in, there's 200 people waiting behind you and it's like, bang, bang, bang. So you don't really get a good opportunity to talk to them there. So yeah. I, like, I kind of biffed the Brent Spiner one, but he seemed like a nice enough guy. He was like, yeah. you know, like your consummate shit disturber. I watched his panel and just, yeah. he was taking shots at Jonathan Frakes and like all the other actors. Cause they weren't there to defend themselves. Oh, yeah, so he, he was, was like, a really funny guy so I, I wish i'd had a little bit more time with him but
0: i've seen a few interviews with him and like what are the like even a thing like um jean-luc picard what's his name um patrick stewart yeah patrick Stewart's even admitted to is just like the first season the first two seasons patrick stewart was a like a thespian he was like a real hard-ass actor and here's yeah. everybody else just trying to like have fun on set and he was just like well i never like yeah the line must be
1: drawn yeah and then, <laughs> for sure i like <laughs> but, that they broke him and he straight up says they broke me yeah he was like the hooliganism that was happening like i stayed away from it i pretend i'm a british actor i'm you know from the highest levels of acting and then he was like ah fuck it you guys win let's just let's be let's mess around
0: yeah you ever <laughs> see a photo with him with hair
1: yeah isn't it off-putting yeah, it doesn't seem right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of like uh, problems with <laughs> casting him too, right? Because Gene Roddenberry was like, baldness will have been cured by the time the future comes around.
0: <laughs> and, it, and
1: in the end, they swung to the other direction of, it's not going to matter if you're bald in the future because we're not superficial like that anymore. Oh, and I yeah. thought that was a much better way of selling the whole situation.
0: That is a much better way of doing it, and I like that.
1: Um, a so quick little me- run a quick little run back to cons. Cause I do have to tell you the John Delancey story. Yeah.
0: That's what I was about to ask you about.
1: Go yeah. ahead, please. So we, we met him, we go in and you know, we were like a little nervous, like how, what kind of picture, you know, when you just stand next to someone for a picture, it gets kind of boring. So mm-hmm. I asked him, I speak up to him like, Hey, would you mind like, you know, grabbing us by the neck or something? He's like, sure. Reaches out and grabs us both by the neck. And it was like a very fast and tight grip, like a, like a cat, Like almost (laughs) like he choked people before he was super into it. And you know, when you meet someone and they're willing to do that kind of thing with you, it's, he was a really nice guy, you know? That's amazing. Very fond memories.
0: Do you ever get like a question in or something? Like there was ever something like on set you were like dying to know and just hoping in like that five minute window, do you get to ask it?
1: You really don't get that time period. It's really like so, so quick. And like the lineup for going sometimes when you're at the con you kind of got to pick and choose and i didn't line up for that moment especially what had happened with brent spiner the year before yeah i was like i'm just gonna act a fool if i go up there
0: they must get that kind of often like people grew up on tng and all those other things like like there is a love for star trek and it's like like to meet these guys you must get a little like you go the sean treatment and just go i i uh, just picture, please. Like, you, like, For I'm sure. not sure if you ever watched the show Community, but they did a whole thing about that, yeah, where he meets LeVar Burton and he goes, I never wanted to meet LeVar in person, I just wanted a picture.
1: He can't disappoint. A picture. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I've never actually watched that show, but it'd be funny to watch that episode, oh, that, yeah. It's a good joke, and uh, yeah, that's no, a great show. Um, no, it's funny with um, stuff like that. When you meet your, you know, when you meet the stars, they're just people, you know, they're just like, hey, man, what's up? Oh, yeah, I acted in the show. How's it going? But uh, you, to you, it's like, you know, you might have idolized them or you might have loved them for years and years and years. It's, oh, it's yeah. quite the interaction.
0: That's not Brent Spiner. That's data. Like, that, no, I'm talking to the Android data and, like, for sure. You're a badass to me. Like you're and you also like if you look at the acting, to be as stoic and as like robotic as he was in the show, like yeah, that is a level of commitment that doesn't get appreciated, like at least from an actor's point of point of view. Yeah, like it's a hell of an amazing performance.
1: Oh, incredible. Absolutely incredible. I love about um when it comes to Star Trek, the diversity of the acting. And like one thing that's always bothered me, and I'm not gonna lie, I had the opportunity to meet Michael Dorn Worf. Oh, really? Love the guy. Love the guy. Could have gotten a picture with him, but, like, you don't have your Worf makeup on, man. So you're, like, you're, you're just You're just some dude. People would be like, who the hell is that? Like, Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek. Like, pointing at all the pictures, and then they're like, they come to the end with me with this dude, and they're like, hey, who's that guy? I'm like, oh, it's Worf. I'm like, that's not Worf. Like, that's just some some dude. He doesn't have his makeup on. Like, if you're going to a Star Trek con, and you wore makeup in the show, do me a favor. Get the makeup put back on. There's got to be a wait. pain
0: in the ass. You I know gotta give like, the guy some slack here. Like that's such a pain <laughs> in the ass. And he hasn't been warp since like what? 1999. Like
1: that's fair. But I mean, like you're you're warp in Star Trek, the next generation. You're Worf also in Star done Trek, other Space things.
0: Nine. Like he's not Has just he? warf.
1: That's all I know him as. So it bothered me, and like I understand too. Like there's voice actors, obviously. Like he he done some cartoons, I believe. Michael Gargoyles Dorn, was but, a big one. Yeah, that was a good show. But like to me, it's just you know if I'm gonna go get, like, it's kind of a disadvantage to those actors. Maybe I'm just hurtful movie? in that sense.
0: Yeah. Have you seen the movie Ted? Ted two actually. No. Okay, so uh, Patrick Warburton has a boyfriend in this movie, but Patrick Warburton also playing this like. Tough, macho, like, Patrick Warburton type. And there's this bit where his boyfriend's Michael Dorn, and then you see him later in the movie where they go to the New York Comic Con dressed as a shitty version of the Tick and Worf, and they're just bullying all the people that are at the con.
1: It's hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. And they're just there to, and like, bully nerds and stuff. I've seen, like, um, in the D. Space Nine series, there was some Ferengi, and I've seen that at the Star Trek con, they dress up as the Ferengi. And I really respect that because well, I'm like...
0: Those actors you probably wouldn't recognize without the Ferengi makeup. Michael Dorn, you'd recognize. true.
1: Yeah, to an extent. To an extent. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad about that one. And I regret it now because I'm like, like, what were you thinking at the time? You could have met Worf, man. Why didn't you go meet Warf? But yeah. I was a, a Star Trek snob in that direction, I guess. I don't know what to say.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I hate to entered star trek talk quickly but there's a story i want to share with you because i had a near miss this week and it was oh, quite yeah. embarrassing so uh, as you know i'm doing like landscaping for a buddy this summer and uh, yeah. we're, we're on the job site like an hour into it i'm just like helping on this uh nice wall that we're working on the property and i'm uh doing some jointing uh between the rocks and stuff and i just bend the wrong way and my shorts completely split <laughs> and it's just one of those days where uh no, no i'll be fine i'm just gonna go commando today and like it's gonna like i'm not gonna have any bsl issues it's gonna be a good time and within the first hour i destroyed these shorts but it was like ripped in the way where like no one saw anything that they shouldn't didn't want to see yeah but, man it was too close of a call like i was borderline just going like i was gonna deal with like i dealt with it but part of me want to be like you gotta take me home man like i
1: that's painful. And that's like one of the challenges of being a big man, yeah. wearing pants out in public, going commando. Yeah. Because, you know, being a big guy, you're, they're going to have those moments in life where you're going to rip your pants out. So uh-huh. going commando is like a huge risk out there. Like you're, you're an adventurer I'll say for taking the chance, not only going out like that, but working like that and planning your day. Like that's a big risk. Uh, it was
0: a gamble I wasn't aware of. Cause it's like, it's the shorts <laughs> I wore all last summer. Like it wasn't an issue. <laughs> And then, like, <laughs> one bad bend. Because, like, like, as soon as it, – what it happens is, like, they get stuck to the knees and then they tighten and then, like – Oh, yeah. Try and cry,
1: then they split. You bend a certain way and it just pops. Like, I, I've been there. You know, it's a tough one. To all the people out there who are listening to this who've had the pan pop, yeah. it's not fun. That's the danger of going commando, though. Yeah. You pad so, pop in the wrong place. Oh, dear.
0: I, I So, I will say, uh, valuable lesson that day. Boxers and uh, diet is in my future.
1: So here's a question for you, though. Yeah. If you had a pop that was like unconcealable, you know what I mean? Like it's out there. You're swinging in the wind. There's no way of preventing it from being seen. Are you going to keep the shorts on or are you just going to say fuck it and make it like it seemed like it was a plan and just go short less?
0: Are you asking me if in this scenario again, would we need to poo it? Yeah. Okay. Shirt, no shorts, just walk around like <laughs> a very silly old bear. <laughs> um,
1: no, I would yeah. keep the shorts on and request leave. <laughs> you know what? I, I can say this going back to the cons I've never seen someone do the Winnie the Pooh cosplay, it's
0: <laughs> <laughs> probably a good reason for it.
1: There's probably a very, very valid reason for that. Yes, uh, yeah. oh,
0: yeah, I got that's awesome. Say- yeah, like I mean, like there was like five, six people like on the job site. Three of them are like friends, so like yeah. I don't know, man. Like my worst case scenario, like like I told them what happened. I was like, listen, like I can't, I don't know if you can see anything or not. You tell me, and I was, <laughs> I'm, like you're fine. am like, all right, I'll keep working. But like, if it gets worse, like I'm not like. Also, I th- what I learned that day is like I think the Scottish are onto something because that breeze underneath which just <laughs>
1: <laughs> it would be freeing the alberta breeze is a little too cold at this point i feel like if you were out west here you'd have been like ah hell no i gotta get the hell out of here yeah, I gotta <laughs> leave. <laughs> that's awesome yeah. so did you watch any of the other trailers that came out this week like loki for instance oh my god yes i have
0: um i'm really excited for it what i'm really excited is like they're continuing the story the one thing i'm kind of bummed about yeah, is Marvel has this habit of killing off characters just to bring them back. And like, I'm just down for some meaningful deaths. Now, that's fair. Loki's the one I'm going to forgive for not having uh, uh for coming back because yeah. he dies in the opening scene. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen them, but like, let's be honest, they were the two biggest movies of the last five years.
1: Yeah, you probably should have seen them.
0: Yeah. And like, come on, let's get on it but um he dies in the opening scene of endgame oh, sorry uh, infinity war yeah and then has that one off scene in endgame so it was like no justice for loki whereas for sure. like you go to the death of black widow iron man um, even uh, like vision and quicksilver like you're they getting were pretty celebrated heart- you're getting like a heartfelt hero's goodbye
1: yeah, Loki definitely did not get that kind of respect, but yeah. They obviously also, had a master plan.
0: And also Loki has died what? 7 times in the MCU yeah.
1: already? At least, at least. Yeah. So like I was excited because I do like Owen Wilson a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I've always enjoyed his comedy and seeing him come back in like a capacity of a television show, like especially like a streaming service one is, you know, I'm excited to see the interaction level. And it seems like he's playing not the goofy, you know, happy go lucky kind of guy that he usually plays. He's playing a little bit more, like he's got more depth in the, in the character he's portraying.
0: Yeah. Pretty stoic. And he's like, I think it's going to be like a buddy time cop kind of thing between Loki and Owen Wilson. And I'm really down for that dynamic.
1: Yeah, me too, for sure. I definitely thought it looked really good. Like, I love time travel kind of like storylines in any kind of science fiction. And it it always kind of like, you know, makes you think, you know, of, of the possibility and the way time works. And the, it like, looks like they're going into some serious like inner workings of that kind of thing in the Marvel Universe, which is something we haven't seen a whole lot of, but we've seen flashes of it in different movies.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that, that the whole premise of Endgame was time travel, right? Yeah, exactly. And then, like, I'm down for some time travel. like. But then, like, I hate overthinking about time travel. So we get to, the, like, they mention it in Endgame. And, like, I've been, like, it's been haunting me for years since seeing it. But the Back to the Future being bullshit thing, 100%. Because yeah. the moment you do a thing and then you undo the thing, then you you, you never do it. And it, you're just stuck in this, like, perpetual loop of nothing happening. Yeah. Which I like that Endgame addressed, which is great. But then it kind of ruins Back to the Future for all of us. Pretty much. But then, like, if you just don't think about it and accept it for a story, it's a great time. You got your dog yeah, over there, right?
1: that's definitely true. Definitely true. You got your dog over there, eh? Right? Yeah, my basset hound is... Uh, he wants to be part of the podcast. He's a little bit upset that he wasn't invited, so he's been biting my leg, biting my hand, trying to attack Cookie to get me to yell at him, but I'm not <laughs> acknowledging his existence at this current juncture. I just what? threw a pillow at him in a like a disturb his pattern kind of way. It didn't hit him, it just hit the floor. But yeah. uh yeah, life with dogs, especially bass and hounds, they're full of personality. Oh you know what? I'm I'm
0: pretty lucky right now because I got some of the loudest dogs in the neighborhood and they're behaving themselves right now and I'm happy nice. about it. Nice. I'm um, being circled like by
1: two <laughs> sharks <laughs>
0: Just like uh, the, the dogs from the first Ghostbusters. Uh, uh, what, what were they called? The, the Keymaster and the Gatekeeper.
1: Yeah, there you go. And hey, speaking of Ghostbusters. Perfect segue. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> that that <laughs> reference, barely, barely planned. Perfect timing. There we go. <laughs> but the new teaser for Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's what you want to talk about? You know it.
1: Let me hear it. What do you got? What do you got? Oh,
0: Paul Rudd. Uh I think the champion of actors right now, he's he's the man. I Seriously? I can't see Paul Rudd and not be happy he's in it.
1: No, and I'm glad that you say that because I didn't know how you felt about him. But like I like him a lot. Like everything I like and I own a bunch of his movies, like back when I don't know if you remember those uh disc shaped things they used to have back in the day before streaming. Yeah, dividends. Yeah, dividends. I had a bunch of his dividends, and it was really fun to like be able to see him evolve. And the guy just doesn't stop, and he doesn't age. Like he still looks as good as he did twenty years ago, maybe like longer.
0: Yeah, he looks exactly like he did um, in the the first Wet Hot American Summer. Um, Yeah, like if you took a picture of the version of Paul Rudd from Friends when he's first dating Phoebe to the Paul Rudd in Wet Hot American Summer, they're identical. 100%. Hundred percent. Just like I don't know, he's just like a good, like he just seems like a good guy. Like, do you ever see yeah. the interview we did on Hot Ones? No. Uh, it just makes you like him more. Man, he just yeah. He's so likable. Like I.
1: He's just genuinely funny too, and he doesn't try too hard. Like he it, he's always effortless when when yeah. he talks when he acts. Like it feels like I'm sure there's a lot of effort behind it that we don't understand and know about. Yeah. But I feel like he's one of the few guys that you could like go up to at a con and not have a Sean freak out and yeah. just
0: be like, Hey man. And he'd be like, Hey man. Yeah. He's, he just seems like he'd be a good dude to like, even if you did had a Sean freak out, he'd be kind of understanding and he goes probably he'd be a good dude in that way. Like he just can't help, but like the guy, but to no, go back to the sure. trailer. Now I'm not sure yeah, if you yeah. noticed this, but right at the beginning, he's just standing in front of the ice cream section at a grocery store. And there's yeah. a whole wall of Baskin Robbins ice cream. Now, do you think that this is a nod to Ant-Man where he, Soon as he gets out of prison, he's working at Baskin Robbins.
1: That like completely went over my head, really. Completely, yeah. but it wouldn't shock me because you know why not? Throw it in just for the fanboys out there to be like, ah, I wonder if that's a relation to the <laughs> yeah.
0: It, it, it's <laughs> that's amazing, awesome. like, but also I I do think like fanboys do like look for things when they're just there by accident. I, I was listening to an interview with the director of the Wandavision and he would get like all these fan theories and then ask like, did you put this here because of that or because of this? And he was just like, like, no, I, to be honest with you, we didn't. And it's cool that you went there, but the, the, this just happened.
1: Like, <laughs> Yeah. That's like, really funny. How it went down. And then I went back like sorry, after they released like this, sorry, after they released this uh, trailer, the little teaser again with the stay puff dudes. I had to go back. Cause it had been a while since I watched the original trailer And, like, you put it all together and, like, it's just, I'm excited for that movie. You
0: know what? So am I. This is kind of, like, what I wanted the all-women cast of the Ghostbusters movie to be about. There was a, before that movie got released, there was always a, there was talk about a Ghostbusters 3 where the premise, because everyone was still alive and, like, old but not too old. Yeah. Where, like, it wasn't inconceivable that they were still running the business. So, like the premise was not only were they mm-hmm. ghostbusters, they ran the business, but they were also professors of the supernatural back at their old jobs at Columbia. right, and what they did was they ended up giving up uh, giving their business to their best students or hiring their best students or having to be like three women and a guy, and you were yeah. or something like that, and so you were getting that femininity into it, which I'm all for I just for sure like what i my biggest problem was. They took a good thing and then they took it away from what it was. Like it was just
1: they kind of twisted it in a different direction, which yeah. they didn't have to do. Like you yeah. said, if they'd done like the best students thing, they could have like it would have been so much more accepted and loved if they'd had been like a torch passing yeah. instead and of just like a rewrite.
0: Exactly, and I would have been so happy with that. And there, there was no like you have Bill Murray, Dan Ackroyd, and Ernie Hudson all in the movie for the yeah. the, the, the 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 Ghostbusters uh the, the the last Ghostbusters movie and my big issue with that is you could have easily just made him peter venkman bill murray is like the antagonist like the most of the movie he's in a good chunk of it you could have made him peter venkman you could have had ray stance you could have had um oh my god what was ernie hudson's character's name
1: god i'm drawing a blank too oh you could have had them all there 100 percent. oh uh, S- seymour
0: something seymour Oh, this is going to bug me
1: forever now. Yeah, no kidding. It's I, I can't think of it off the top of my head.
0: I have to look this up. This is going to bother me. I hate it when this happens, man. It's one of my pet peeves as a, like when I know something inside and out. Richard Zedmore. Zedmore? His last name was Zedmore. And now I'm looking it up on IMDb because it's going to bother me otherwise. Yeah, I'm
1: trying to look it up right now, too. And it's like Winston. Yeah, Winston no, it's Winston Zedmore. Name. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Put us together. We we'll slow. We slowly figure it out. Yeah, like you could have had them. You could have had them in a, uh, like be these characters, and then just hand them off, and then it was just it just bothered. Like There was just a bunch of that just bothered me. It, I thought it was just a
1: waste of a good story for sure and that's painful when you when you love storytelling and you 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 know as a fan well, you watch things like that and you see so many opportunities where they could have gone down that road it's like what the hell were they thinking yeah. you know what why go that direction when you when it's all clearly there you know yeah. that's the frustrating part about it
0: and like so the fact that everyone's returning for the new one i'm not sure how big of a role everyone's playing i've yeah. i've no idea like so far in all the trailers we have like Aside from hearing Bill Murray do a speech from the beginning of the first Ghostbusters movie, yeah, call it fate, call it karma, like that whole thing, um, like there's been no, like no one really knows what the role they're playing. So I know that they're coming back and they're playing their original characters. It's just be very interesting to see, and it's being directed by um, the original uh, Landis. it yeah. Landis.
1: I like that they give a nod, like to uh, Harold Ramis, like Egon. Yeah, by having it be his like lineage that yeah. the main story is kind of about. You know what I mean? I like that because I, I like really liked him as an actor too. And a lot of the stuff that he was involved with was really good, Yeah, but it was nice to see like that they are giving a, a hat tip to him. Yeah. I have
0: to make a quick correction. I said it was Landis, but it was Ivan Reitman who directed and his Ivan Reitman's son, who's directing the, this new one. So That's it, cool. like, like, but it was also like, what's really cool about it. If you think about it is the, the fact that it's being directed and written by a kid that grew up during the making of this movie that has like a real sentimental value to this. And like, I think he's the ultimate Ghostbusters fanboy to be behind this.
1: Yeah. That's sweet. And like, you're, you're carrying on your father's legacy in a sense like that too. Right?
0: Yeah. I think that's beautiful. And to talk sure. more about this trailer, like Paul Rudd was the only character we saw, but we get to see the Stay puff marshmallow man make a miniature return. <laughs> And a little mini Marshmallow Man army. That's like, you got to love this stuff. Like the humble nonce, the previous stuff before it. Like
1: you got to love that. For sure. I I liked Enjoyed that a lot. Seeing the little guys. And like with the way technology's gotten now, they're going to be a lot more interactive than they were in the 80s movie. Yeah. You know, which is an exciting thing. So when I went back and I watched the original trailer, I couldn't help being like an Alberta boy looking at, um, the landscape. Do you know, was that filmed in drum Heller? Yes, it was. I don't know
0: if it was drum Heller. I know it for a fact.
1: It was filmed in Alberta. Okay. That's crazy. I had no idea. Yeah. I saw the badlands right away. Cause I went there last September and I was like, wait just a second. But yeah, so it's pretty exciting. Yeah, Sorry. No, I heard it's... the dog rummaging around upstairs. I thought no someone worries. broke into my house, but it's just my 80 pound bass around stomping around.
0: No worries. No worries. Um, no, no, it's a hundred percent filmed in Alberta. I know that they stayed in Calgary. They there's a good chance that it is Drumheller. I would have to look it up, but I'm yeah. not going to do that. Right, you'll now. you'll
1: see it. Like it, it is like it's the Badlands, anyway, somewhere yeah. down there. But that's pretty cool connection to Like that they filmed in Canada. You know, no yeah. big deal. It's no big very,
0: deal. It's very nice to see. Yeah,
1: so, and the Ecto one, seeing that bad boy is still running, it still starts. You know, that's pretty yeah. exciting well, too.
0: You have the original teaser, right? Which was the, when the, they first announced it. Like they announced that a uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife was coming. Is yeah, it takes place in a barn, and you hear like the electricity static going on, and all of a sudden, like the sheet gets pulled, and you see Acto One, which yeah. one of the most iconic vehicles in pop culture. Like it's right up there with like the Mystery Machine and Batmobile. Like definitely friggin' iconic.
1: I have a couple of friends who really like support the Lego. Mm -hmm. and i couldn't help but like feel so tempted to get the ecto one car just to build it and have it on display yeah but it's such a commitment because once you go down that dark road being a fanboy they're gonna make other sets of other cool things that you want to have and then you just end up in a house filled with lego that you know it collects dust and like it's just it's a commitment but i definitely definitely saw the ecto one lego car because there's two of them a large one and a small one and i was like i need that in my life
0: yeah oh 100 percent. i remember When I was living in Alberta, I used to go to this bar um, called the Trapping Guild. Great, like, East Coast bar. They had, like, fishery things everywhere, long tables, like, real community kind of place. You can buy beers of Alpine and get shots of Screech. It was amazing. But one day I'm walking out of there, and the Ecto One and the Mystery Machine are sitting outside. And then it made me want to leave the bar because, like, what kind of problem is going on that these two vehicles are here? There's something spooky afoot.
1: Yeah, no kidding. You'd have yeah. to, like, you know, really want to help out with that. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Now it's um, exciting stuff.
0: Yeah. And then we got um, another trailer that uh, I wanted to talk to you about is the Batman Long Halloween uh, animated movie trailer. Now, the reason why I really right. want to talk about it is I'm a big fan of the books. Like, I was a big fan reading of these when I grow up uh, when I was growing up. And then just to finally see it on screen, like, I think that's a, one of the great things that DC does well is they they take their literature and they're like, let's just make it into an animated movie and we'll give the fans what they want. And like That's it cool, is a yeah. star-studded cast. Who's in it? Who well, do you we got? got Batman's being voiced by Jensen Ackles from the Supernatural series. He okay. was also in Smallville for a little while. But like that guy, if you go into it, like he keeps auditioning to be Batman, and he's from what I keep hearing, he was always like this close a few times. Oh jeez. But, but it's just you know what? You can still say you get to be Batman. You may have voiced Batman. Like, I know Will Arnett plays Lego Batman, and he he claims that he's played Batman. Like, you know what? Own it, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would own it 100%. If I had the opportunity to do something like that, mm-hmm. I would be like, I am the Batman for the rest of my life, probably. He's
0: such an amazing,
1: like, I was always a big supernatural
0: guy. So just to see him and doing other things and expanding uh, after Supernatural ended, I'm I'm happy to see that.
1: Yeah, that's cool for sure. Yeah. I never did get into that series, but we'll have a we'll have to talk about that on a future yeah. podcast. Yeah. And then we'll we got a the calendar man
0: being voiced by uh, uh David uh David Desmachian, who we all know from the ant Man, who's the um European Kurt. He may have been Russian, I'm not too sure. They don't really delve into it. Yeah. Um the tech guy. Uh, he's also in Dark Knight. He's one of the guys that um, when commissioner gordon gets shot i'm putting air quotes on that yeah and um harvey dent finds him and he's wearing like a rachel dawes uh name tag as in she would be one of the next like victims right and he's also in the upcoming suicide squad um he's playing the polka dot man which character i know nothing about but this trailer (laughs) will make him look so badass with the dumbest name i
1: thought I really liked how dark that it looked. Like I didn't read the graphic novels for this, so mm-hmm. I, I can't really say like, you know, I have no basis for comparison on what the story's gonna be like. Yeah. But it just seemed like really dark. You know what yeah. I mean? Like
0: what it is is that this is like when they call Batman the greatest detective. Yeah. This is like this these are the kind of books like we're talking about where like we never see Batman be a detective. We see him That's be true. a rich billionaire kind of just being a badass, Kung Fu master, like super violent, but like you never really see him be a detective. Like I know they attempted a few things in the Nolan series, but yeah, he wasn't really a detective. He was just, no, this one, hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The the long, the long Halloween series, you'll see him dive deep and be the detect, the greatest detective.
1: That's cool. Like, I'd like to, you know, I'll have to watch it just on account of that, just to see like, you know, ultimately that's what he began as, right? Yeah. So it's kind of a throwback, I guess, to that, which is mm-hmm. nice. The movies, you know, they gotta sell they gotta sell numbers, right? Yeah. So yeah,
0: and another actor, an actress we're seeing in this one is uh Naya Riviera, who who's voicing Catwoman, but she's that actress from Glee that recently passed away when uh uh in the water current. I think she was saving her child and then the water current took her under. Um uh, yeah, so this right. is you know, a final performance from her and a tragic story, but you know, I mean, she's going down with an iconic uh, role, which you know what I'm, you know, what a way to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No. And it's crazy with like when life happens like that and it's cool that you have the legacy that you put out there and you know, when you make a a cool product like that, you know, you, you hope that you're around to see it get out there, Mm -hmm. but you know, people will be able to watch this for years to come, you know, which is great. Yeah. Very and then, cool.
0: And one other character actor that I'm happy is in it is Josh Duhamel, who we know from the uh, the first Trans, uh, Transformers movie. He was one of the, the main soldiers guy. He's voicing Harvey Dent. And I can't remember if Harvey Dent turns Two-Face in this series, but I think he's close. He's like on edge a lot of the time where he goes from Harvey Dent to Two-Face, that multiple personality kind of type. Like, yeah, it's coming. I'm not sure if he makes the full turn. I can't remember. It's been years, but yeah, we'll get close to it.
1: No, it's fun when they play with like the characters development and like that, all that kind of stuff. So you mentioned while you were saying there, suicide squad, apparently there was a new trailer this week that I happened to watch as well.
0: Yes, dude. I I'm stoked. I, I mean, like that first movie was a big disappointment for me. Yeah, but we got James Gunn at the helm and it this one just looks like so much fun.
1: I'm so I, inept when it comes to DC that I don't really know like who the hell anyone was when I watched the trailer other than uh, Harley Quinn.
0: Well, what that's that's the beauty of the Suicide Squad uh uh like gimmick is they're pulling like these characters that aren't that well known to the average DC fan. Yeah. Which is something I like cuz then like it's like when Marvel brought out uh, the gardens of the galaxy is not that well known of a book, but for sure. here we're going to put it out there and we're going to make it awesome. And again, James Gunn at the helm of that and just the, the things that we're seeing, I'm just excited for, I think it's going to be a really fun movie. I already hilarious. Like, Like I just, I hope it lives up to the hype that is coming with it.
1: For sure. I'm really excited about it too, but I'm also like, you know, just excited in a different way that we're not just seeing the top five from DC. Yes. You know what I mean? We're going to see there, there is apparently I'm told an entire DC universe of characters and we're going to really, really get to delve into that with this movie. And that's exciting to me. Shark man. I don't know his name. King I'm shark. Call. What's that? King shark. King shark. Love it. Voiced like, by the there.
0: incomparable Sylvester Stallone. No. Yeah, that's yes, sir. That is Stallone's voice. That is so awesome.
1: Yeah that guy is that guy's still out there and he's, he's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, I
1: still love a good Stallone flick. Uh, yeah. If Stallone in anything. I'll, I'll probably watch it. Definitely. Yeah. No, it's um, exciting stuff.
0: And like, what's cool about this is that it's also opening up doors. So we saw Peacemaker that just played by John Cena. Who's just yeah. to break down that character. is just a really douchey version of Captain America. Like okay. if Captain America was a douchey frat boy, that yeah. is Peacemaker
1: okay good to know good to know
0: and we're already getting a spin-off series on HBO max for him or i don't know how we'll see it in canada because that's not here yet but like yeah we'll find a way to get to know that
1: that's interesting no i'm excited to like just see that right like i've always leaned more towards marvel as a kid and growing up and comics like i love the main you know the main guys in dc but i'm excited to see more you know what i mean i'm I didn't mean to draw a line in the sand there, in Marvel versus DC. But there's always been a thing there, and if I like had if there was gonna be a war, I don't know. I love Superman too. I don't know what I'm saying. I love them both. I, 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 there's no lines it's, it's, for me. It's okay,
0: you don't have to pick teams, man. Just sit back and enjoy. It. Like I see memes all the time. If you had to pick one, what would you pick? I don't want to. I like, yeah. keep keep making stuff. Keep letting me be entertained. Like I am all for it.
1: You for know, sure. Like,
0: one of my biggest joys is like a brand new comic book film and i'm gonna be on board for anything that comes out man like even when they're not good like i paid money to see green lantern i was disappointed but i still paid to go see it
1: (laughs) i don't uh i I learned a lesson early on when it came to going to the movie theater i would get myself so hyped for what was coming and i would be disappointed because i overhyped myself so now i've really tried to learn and grow as a person and I try to go in with like no expectations. I know that's very hard when you get excited about these things, but the lower your expectations, the higher the bang at the end when it's awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: To be like one of these comic book guys, like I think the big thing is that you're seeing like these, these characters that you read about and you only imagine what it would be like to see this visually. Like you're going from like a, a an amazing badass drawing to actually seeing it visually take place. Like, you can't help yeah. but get a little bit excited and have an expectation. Like it's Oh, it's for sure. For
1: that. Man, like when we were really young kids and I, I was like into this kind of stuff, there wasn't a lot out there. You know what I mean? Like L- the Lou Ferrigno, the Hulk from back in the day. Oh, and yeah. like, you know, little things that like as a fanboy, as a kid, you're like pulling everything you can find when it came to comic book actors and movies. And there just wasn't a lot. And you look at kids nowadays, like, well, our first big Marvel movie was Iron Man, you know, which kind of lit the torch and started it all. But prior to that, you know, there wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot of content in yeah. that way. Now, now there's so many. Like there's so many. Oh, it's many. crazy. Like, it's a genre behind, of its own. Like I can't even keep up because there's a lot, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. that's what's exciting. Like between the Marvel shows that were on Netflix, the Marvel shows that are coming up on Disney Plus. Like nah, we were talking about Loki earlier. Um, wasn't yeah. it? scarlet witch am i saying that right
0: yeah they, they, they don't call it scarlet witch it was wandavision but yeah they had sorry, oh stars. sorry
1: yeah wandavision was awesome i i watched that i was trying to think black widow that's the one i was thinking sorry Yeah, black widow and, and that's coming part. to disney
0: plus soon too like that
1: yeah i just watched that trailer
0: yeah i i'm i'm excited for it like we're seeing taskmaster which is like a badass villain from the marvel universe um, okay
1: is the taskmaster is like in so i watched the trailer i was a little confused afterwards is it a prequel
0: it takes place from what i've read it takes place before infinity war like before all of that stuff but it's like somewhere in the middle okay it's somewhere yeah, in i was the really middle curious about like, that and then, like avengers age of ultron and infinity War. is somewhere in between there
1: because okay, it's her going the with the bow and arrow to, Hmm. The guy with the bow and arrow. Hawkeye. No, in the trailer. Oh, okay. That that was taskmaster. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I was just making sure I had that down before when you were saying taskmaster, I'm a little yeah. behind on the names.
0: Yeah. So taskmaster is like this villain that he wants to like, at least from the books, I'm not sure how they're doing it in the movie, but he's always been like a villain where he kind of watches in his opponent and he wants to give them challenges and tries to defeat them like that way and tries interesting he's just like this brilliant guy and he tries to find their weakness to take down these people like i'm not sure how either how we're gonna see him in this movie but i'm excited and like you know what this is a character that should have gotten her own movie years ago like they for sure and i'm excited for it um there's rumor that tony stark makes an appearance in it maybe maybe not um interesting um, I, Scarlett I really, Johansson's
1: a hell of an actress.
0: Oh yeah, she's a badass. What what yeah. I really want to see in this movie is I finally want to know what happened with her and Hawkeye in Budapest because they hint at it in all of the movies. Like, yeah, it's just like Budapest. You and I remember Budapest much differently. Like, I want what happened in Budapest. And we sure. don't know. <laughs> it's like something like super
1: violent. This is going to be one of those things that like. In you know thirty years from now, you and me are going to be sitting here doing our you know eight thousandth podcast, going. They're going to tell us what happened in Budapest. Finally, <laughs> we're finally going to know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they might they might just trail us along. They might give us a little bit, but I just don't know that they're going to give it all to yeah. us just yet.
0: It's like the final episode of uh, Home Improvement when you finally see Wilson's full face.
1: Yeah. yeah that was weird do do you remember uh uh, inspector gadget from when we were kids yes sir i never saw the bad guy's face well they came up with an action figure yeah that had his face on it and i I was like just too old enough to care anymore but i was in like a shopper's drug mart i was probably like i don't know like 13 or something yeah and i i had to peel the sticker up there was a sticker over it so you had to buy it to see it and i was like i'm i'm not fucking buying that Oh. But I am going to look. You, this franchise owes me the look. So I had the look. But
0: Yeah. You know. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, like, there's a lot of excitement to come down. And then, like, some amazing actors that are in this. And, like, I hope it expands, like, her character development. Like, we kind of know that she has, like, she was a Russian spy that, you know, that met Nick Fury. And he kind of saved her, in a yeah. sense. And then she came over to, to like, the Avenger side or work, started working for S.H.I.E.L.D. And, like... I'm hoping that we get like we never really delve deep into her because she's like the ultimate spy. Like there's a a list of top spies in the MCU. It's Nick Fury. And right underneath him, real close second, is um, Black Widow.
1: Yeah. No, it's exciting to and like we were talking about D.C., you know, there is a lot more characters. Marvel's done a really good job of catering to all the different characters by giving them shows. Like, I don't know how we're going to look at things in the future. Like looking at the Marvel universe, like there's the movies, the cinematic universe. Then there's the Netflix shows, which is almost like a, a B and the A characters are coming out now from the Avengers. <laughs> the A characters doesn't yeah. the a, you know, nice air quotes on the A of course, well but, uh, I'm just interested to see how it all pans out, you know, the the Netflix shows. I loved them. They were so good. And everything I've seen so far from the Disney plus shows amazing as well. So it's just, I I haven't been disappointed
0: once by an MCU movie. Like even their worst movies, I still like, like, I think Thor and Thor two have this bad rap for, I don't really know why, but I can sit back and enjoy those movies. In fact, Endgame helped me enjoy Thor 2 The Dark World a lot more because they make you want to go back to that movie because they go back to that for movie and sure. that. And it just gives that movie more of a purpose, which is just excellent storytelling. Yeah, I really
1: like the Thor movies. Yeah, I don't get the hate for the Thor movies because I actually enjoyed them and watching them with my fiance, she really enjoyed them too, you know? I don't know. Yeah. They weren't bad to me.
0: She just might like Chris Hemsworth.
1: Yeah, that's fair don't
0: we all? <laughs> <laughs> all right um so here's a segment of the show that i want to get into and uh, something we're going to do every week is a, in a way to get to know each other but it's the question of the day all yes, right yes. Uh, i'm going to take the reins on i'm going to ask you the question and then we'll go week to week uh, switching off but my question of the day that i really want to learn about your family is what was the biggest family tradition in, in your household like what growing up like what was the big family event that you would like look forward to the most
1: Well, we didn't have a lot of, like, huge family events. Things that, like, I can say, like, things we looked forward to, like when my dad would make his rigatoni special. Okay. I'm talking, like, me and my siblings were still children. And it was like, oh, sweet, dad's making rigatoni special tonight. And it was literally just, like, fried hamburger with pasta sauce on rigatoni noodles with cheese. (laughs) Things like that. Like my dad, you know, there was times where, like, I I guess a lot of the the special moments, I would say, uh, like little things, you know, like going to blockbuster movies, uh, renting three movies, it would be my dad being a single father, it would just be himself and his three kids. And we would, you know, each get to pick a movie, he wouldn't pick a movie, each one of us kids would get to pick a movie, Mm -hmm. but he got to pick the snacks. Those are fair and trade, and then we would sit down what's that sorry so that's a pretty fair trade that is a pretty fair trade so then we you know we'd watch start obviously usually with my my movie because i was the youngest and then move up into like the seriousness as it got older but like looking back i'm very fond of those memories and like you know it was really exciting there'd be times where like when my dad was single he would be going out to dances like trying to you know meet someone and if not meet someone just to go out and have fun like doing country yeah. dancing you know it was a way for his generation to get out right that would and be a there cool thing to he, learn about just what's sorry, that, sorry?
0: To, sorry to cut you off but no worries kind of you kind of got me excited there like like the pre-tinder pre-online dating of uh, of like having to go out and meet someone even though like you're a single father like yeah. that must have been it was hard, hard. Yeah, it must yeah, have been z-
1: there was well there was singles dances right and I'm sure he's got a lot of funny stories on this but he would go you know and leave my siblings to look after me cuz I was a little younger but yeah. it, you know it was different time periods of life but I remember a lot of the nights he would go And he was the youngest man by 30 years. Oh, Jesus. So he'd go there. He's like, well, I came all the way here. You know, I'll ask one of these old cotton tops to dance with me. Yeah. And (laughs) he'd have have a dance. He'd have a dance and then he'd come home. But so we're at home. We're like, yeah, Dad's gone for the night. You know, he's gonna have go out and have dance, whatever. And then he'd show up at home having rented a couple movies with four bags of chips. (laughs) You know, and it was like those were awesome memories of being like, man, that's exciting. Like, you know, it was just what is what it is.
0: Yeah. No, exactly. Man, I can't even imagine like to just go to these local community center dances just to hope to meet some eligible
1: singles. For sure. No, and it had to not be the most amount of, like, he enjoyed it. Because at the worst case scenario, he got to go out and have a dance, listen to some music. You know, my dad was never a drinker. Mm-hmm. So what, he wasn't like he was going out to party and get slammed. He mm-hmm. was just going out, like, genuinely with the thought in his head, you know, I want to go. And maybe I'll get a few dances in. Maybe I'll meet a few girls, you know. And that's the old style, like, the gusto yeah. of sitting in the place, looking over at the group of ladies, walking over and saying, hey, would you mind having a dance with me? Like. Amen. To, Things have changed.
0: To be older and single in the mid-90s must have been for sure. Know. Oh man.
1: Yeah, it was a, it had to have been an interesting time for sure. And it's funny looking back now, like my dad, like he's been happily married for 18 years or something now. So it's like ancient mm-hmm. history. But oh, yeah, Doreen's funny. A, like
0: Doreen's a sweetheart. <laughs> I remember when I first got to meet her, um, Michelle and I, my sister, we got to uh meet your dad and Doreen for coffee, and it was like our first interaction with your family at all like yeah like aside from like a couple of facebook messages and stuff like the moment yeah. i announced that i was moving to edmonton in five uh, like in 2015 your dad was like really excited he goes we gotta come over for coffee and like he was just, sure he, he was very nice about the whole thing and so um I'm like well there's a little coffee shop by michelle's place why don't you come meet us there and we'll have a conversation And like fast forward like a couple of dinners over there a few birthday parties i mean you know what like your family has been so welcoming of like us even though like like we grew up without you or not like never knowing you at all and then here you are like like, we share a last name we're gonna treat you like family you're gonna come in like and then that's what it is it's just picking up family from you know where they are it doesn't matter what happened it just you're part of the family like welcome welcome into our home and it was always yeah for sure
1: It's funny with stuff like that, you know, With like what we've said, you know, the whole premise of our podcast is to get to know each other because we never had that time. And that's, what's like, so much time was lost that now that there's an opportunity to get to know each member of our family, like as, as time passes, you know, it's hard when you get older, like, you know, lots of people lose a lot of friends and they, they lose more relationships than they gain as you get older, it seems like. So to like put the effort in and to get to know, like, you know we're blood you know yeah. it's crazy like a lot of different families they grow up and they're they're tight you know like my yeah. cousin is my my ride or die and like you mess with my cousin you mess with me you oh you yeah, know no, there's a
0: hundred people like they'll go like my cousin's my best friend and i'm like it's not like like i have cousins on my mom's side but and it's not like we're not close it's just they live on yeah. different parts of the country so like when we did see them it was either a wedding or a funeral and then yeah. like we would get along great when we saw each other it's just to go and see them was a pain in the ass. And then I think that was like a big thing with like our upbringing too. Like like you were living in Edmonton or in Ontario at certain points, but like, and that was before I was even born. So you're living in Edmonton and then uh, we're over here in Montreal. It's not like, you know, it's not like we can get together that easily. Yeah, for sure.
1: That's also making uh, excuses
0: for our parents though.
1: Yeah, pretty much. They were asshole. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny with stuff like that. And it's cool to have the opportunity now with the level of technology that's out there that we can, you know, get to this point and have these talks now, which is super, super exciting, you know. Yeah.
0: And it's like the only disappointing thing I'm getting out of this podcast is like the childhood we were kind of robbed of. Can you imagine just being able for to sure. play as kids? Like seeing like oh what we're
1: already like mutual fans of is just oh for sure. It's funny because like, and I like, I like almost in ways too that we we did connect now and other ways because mm-hmm. it's more of a level playing field when you're adults. Like yeah. if we were kids, I would have been five years older than you. You know what I mean? you yeah. probably would have been following me around. Like, you know, my well, older well, cousin if I'm five and, and
0: you're 10, I would have been that annoying kid. Just being like, well, oh, Hey there cousin, Sean, what are we up to today?
1: Yeah, for sure. And like, I think, I think to like 12 and 17 would have been a funny time period. I would have been like, I'm, a, I'm gonna get this kid high. <laughs> <laughs> You'd
0: Ruined me, and that's why we didn't hang
1: out as children. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, no. <laughs> but it's just fun, like you know, with a lot of families, they have all those the the times growing up when they are kids and the different like you know age groups and the, But now when you meet for the first time as adults, it's totally different. And like, oh yeah, the, the
0: moment the moment that there's no like. Once everyone turns eighteen, that age limit goes away. Just like I can't, like, like I can't do the things I would want to do because certain things I want to do require you to be this age. And like, yeah. the moment, like, the moment my sister turned eighteen, our our dynamic switched
1: for sure. Once you're adults, you realize too, like, and I think it's more of like a freedom thing too, when you become an adult, because you get to choose the people in your life more when you become an adult, yeah. you know? And if someone's not in a positive way in your life, you can just cut them out. You know, exactly. as a kid, you, you have less uh, control over that kind of thing as a kid, you know, you have to see, you have to see, you have to see, mm-hmm. but when you're an adult, you're like, I don't have to do shit if I don't want to do it. No, it's very well said. Yeah, one thing I like liked a lot, which I found really interesting. One of, I think it was the third time we ever hang out. It was a, a New Year's party. Yeah, and right. um, so that night, like we met, and like I was had some of my work friends over that night. And um, after you had left, and I, I, they were like, "Oh man, like that's cool that your cousin was able to come." And I was like, "Yeah, it's cool. It's like the third time that we've ever actually met." And everybody was like, "Are you fucking serious right now?" Because our mannerisms, like. Just the way we interacted, they thought like that we grew up together. They, they just assumed that
0: it's a very interesting study of behavior because, like, there are just qualities we have, and I think that's just blood. Like, I think that's for just, sure, like being raised by guys that were in the same kind of family, but but our parents weren't raised together either. No, like, so right off the bat, your dad was 12 years older than my dad.
1: Is that right? Is that is what that year right? was your dad born? 1959. 56 was my dad
0: oh okay so maybe i'm thinking of jack who's or larry who's yeah jack older. is the
1: oldest so that okay. would make sense but yeah our dads are literally only three years apart in yeah.
0: age see that's crazy to me so like yeah but it's also like i blame our grandfather but we can't but like your dad was raised by his stepfather mostly yeah yeah so then my dad was raised by bernie our, our grandfather but yeah like as i've mentioned you before like we we have this theory of bernie was like the traveling salesman type and for sure as like history told us i think he was married and remarried, married and divorced and remarried like five times four times yeah something year. like that like it, like an obscene like i think his biggest problem is that he kept getting married
1: he had an interesting career we'll see
0: yeah, <laughs> like, but he was in construction mostly in renovation and stuff really I'm pretty sure
1: that's what his job like. I heard uh, that he was a salesman for like uh, most of his years.
0: Man, I got to. We're going to pin down some answers because I I knew he had to travel a lot, but I knew that he was working on construction stuff like there were like hotels in Toronto. Do you think he lived a double life? Oh, do you think he was like one of those guys that had like a double life? Like he went from family, like not family to family, but he went from woman to woman. It's entirely
1: possible that it's it's entirely possible. Yeah. Yeah, that's the cool part too, is like we don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> we can investigate through our parents, but you know, what's their side of the story might be different. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool.
0: We should probably get some like like your dad and like uh Uncle Sparky on here to talk about like who sort Bernie some was. shit out. Well, like who Bernie was as a man, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. No, and it's funny, like, when, you know, like you said, we don't really know, you know, what, what kind of a man he, he was, which is interesting, yeah. too. I,
0: I know that he was a decent grandfather. Like, the my memories yeah. of him, like, he died in 1996. Ironically, he died on Michelle's birthday. He died June 3rd, 1996. Right. So, um, Michelle would have been four then. Uh but like I, the, my memories of him, like he taught me how to like if he blew in a beer bottle, it would make that whistling sound. That's messed or,
1: up because he taught me the exact same thing. Yeah, it
0: was like his big. I think it was his big trick. Yeah, watch this.
1: And well, then, it's uh, funny. Like the traits that we're talking about, like a lot of it comes directly from Ernie. You yeah. know what I mean? He he raised your your uh, father, yeah. but he he was in my father's life till he was like five. But mm-hmm. there's so much developmentally things that happen in that time period that it's all passed down to us like you said some of it can just be blood other stuff could have been behaviors picked up and learned from our dads but it's like the mannerisms and you know we both talked like obviously this is a podcast so our fans can't see us but we both like to talk with our hands we flail them around a little bit and i think that that is like one of the side traits potentially
0: the way i talk with my hands you think i'm trying to bring in an airplane it's crazy
1: for sure yeah yeah it's um, cool
0: Yeah. It's been very interesting, like, like through the years of getting to know you and like uh, other cousins. And like, I I like the idea we were talking about the other day of like on future episodes, we'll get one of uh, the other cousins on and it would be an introduction for you for most of them. Yeah, And then to get like their version of our family history and like what they know. And
1: that's the fun part about this too, Thomas is like, yeah, we're getting to know each other through our podcast but there is several other sides to the story out there as well. So we'll have to form some triangles from time to time and see what they have to say. Oh, exactly. Maybe even a square or we could call it a rhombus if you prefer, but having a couple, you know,
0: a a rhombus may get out of, get out of hand with the way we all talk, but yeah, that's true. We'll we'll at least have a couple of triangle episodes. You know, we'll get three sides together, create a triangle and just get some history. uh, mystery and then you get to be introduced to a few people that are part of the bloodline
1: i got to go back like a few steps that you got so excited when you said rhombus that you dropped your pen yep (laughs) (laughs) i liked that that was really good so so one of the other segments that we've talked about doing um i like it a lot and it's like a recommendation you know so that we can see different flavors of life and experience. We talked about, you know, maybe recommending a movie or recommending trying to do something or an activity or, so mm. I would like to start by recommending something to you. Okay. We were talking last week and we were discussing the podcast and you informed me of a certain movie that you hadn't seen. And I, I think it's my duty as someone who enjoys movies to another person who enjoys movies. Fuck sakes, Thomas, watch Scarface. <laughs> that is your challenge that is what I would like you to do. It's it's a really old movie, but it's yeah. like very iconic. There's a lot of shit in that movie that you just you need to see and you need to know where it came from.
0: Here here's where it's really bad. It's not that I just haven't seen it. I own a copy. Like I went out and bought like a steelbook <laughs> version of this movie, and it's just been sitting on the shelf. That's awesome. Just sit back and watch. Like I don't know. Like it's not. I don't know what I've been waiting for. Like there's not like when's a good time to watch a movie you've never seen and it's a cool movie like i have no qualms with pacino i love pacino um and michelle pfeiffer's in it right
1: yeah he's not pacino though and and like because of the sense like he's so young you know and it's like i don't want you to overhype it too like i was talking about earlier because you know it's an iconic movie and it's an older movie so it was filmed differently than what movies are filmed today but the story of like you know, Cubans coming to Florida, basically. Yeah. They, I feel like, I don't know because it's not my life and I haven't lived it, but I feel like it told a really good story about that. And if you just kind of view it as like, try to forget that it's a big iconic movie, just be a little kid again, even make yourself a bowl of popcorn and just have a seat and be like, I don't know what I'm going to watch right now, you know? Yeah. But it, it, it's it deserves to watch.
0: So, but here's the other issue I have. There's certain movies that are out there that have been referenced or made fun of or parodied through other comedy acts or other movies or even cartoons. For sure. Scarface is one of those movies. It it has a lot of those references that I have seen. Definitely. Over the years to the point where I feel like I can confidently say I've seen Scarface, even though I know for a fact I've never sat down and watched it. You
1: would know of the iconic things, but the thing is with things like that, is that they overemphasize those small parts. So when you're watching it, you're going to be like, oh shit, that's where that came from. But it's yeah. not going to be the way that you think. Like, yeah. you know, everybody knows, say hello to my little friend. Yeah. yeah. You know, as okay, this- I'm reloading. Yeah. But you'll see like when you're watching it, it's not like extravagant. Like it was a really well-written, good little story of that time period and the career path that some people chose in Miami at that time.
0: Fun fact about that movie. It's weird that I know so much about it, but I've never (laughs) seen it. It's a remake. Interesting. It was a 1930s, 1940s gangster movie called Scarface. Now I don't think that they they told the story of the, the Cuban coming to Florida the way that is, but it was a gangster movie Called Scarface and it had to do with like the drug cartel and all this kind of thing. Again, interesting. That Scarface? I haven't seen either. And guess what? We're getting another remake of Scarface in the next couple of years.
1: Um Are they doing it again?
0: Yeah, it's uh, uh the guy from Rogue One. Okay. Uh what was the name? Castrian? Cas- Cassian? Cassian? Okay.
1: The the I guy who was playing Cassian. Idea. Sorry? I don't hate the idea like there's certain times where you need the next generation to view certain things with re- when it comes to remakes, you know, sometimes they serve their purpose, mm-hmm. but I just hope that, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one. Like Al Pacino and all the other actors, it wasn't just him in that movie that did a really good job of it. Like it mm-hmm. from start to finish, there's a lot of like people in it, you know, but it's, I hope that they carry it to the next generation in the right way. Yeah. So,
0: okay. I'll tell you what, man, cause you put me on the spot here. I will have a uh, Scarface watched and I'll give you my feelings on it for next episode.
1: Awesome. No, that right? sounds great.
0: Well, man, I think we did it. I think, uh, I think we got episode one in the book. Sorry, so but I,
1: it, is this podcast
0: number one? Did we pod- do it? We did what? it. We've started it. We're putting it out there. Um, I really hope everyone, uh, likes it. Um, uh, Give it five stars on uh, Apple, uh, Apple podcasts, comment, uh, please subscribe. Just, you know, give us nothing but some critical, uh, some good criticisms. Like, you Definitely. know, anything Check we can work our, on. Uh, what do you want to hear more? Of? What do you want to hear less of? Like, I'm super yeah. into it. But uh, from right now, I mean, this has been one side of the story.
1: And this has been the other side of the story. Have a good week, everybody. Thank you very yeah. much. Oh, hey, one more quick thing. Um, I just want to do a quick shout out to a brand apart. They helped us with our logo and I like love it. Like it's super cool. So a huge shout out to them, a brand apart.
0: I was talking to her today actually about having her like, what do you want us to say? So that was like a one-off job. So a band apart, um, you can go to a brand apart.ca and they do all these promotional stuff, shirts, uh, sweaters, mugs. If you are something you want to promote, it is on that website. You can find them on a brand apart, uh, promo on Instagram and uh, just a brand apart on Facebook. But that logo job, that was a one-off for us. Yeah. So maybe if a lot of people like her logo, maybe she's going to start a whole new section of her business or not. For sure. But like when she told me like, nah, like logo design is not part of my business. I just did that for you. Like, <laughs> well, we're going to talk about how it's amazing anyway. And I Definitely. really love our logo
1: yeah it's wicked and you know the shout outs deserved. and if anybody out there can you know send some business their way that's awesome
0: yeah exactly so yeah brandapart.ca or a brandapart promo on instagram or just a brandapart on facebook you can just search it on there and you'll be able to find it
1: well thomas i think that's a wrap
0: that's a wrap sir all right man have a good week everybody yeah take care everyone